Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. I uh, got in touch with the president of Ipsos Polling in Canada, Daryl Bricker, during the week, and I, I asked Daryl if he'd come on the show today and talk to us about the impact of, of this particular week and uh, what this incredibly powerful testimony of the former, here we go again, federal attorney general, Jody Wilson-Raybould, might have on Canadians just months prior to a federal election. There are few people in this country, probably none, who understand the pulse of Canada better than Daryl Bricker. Uh, he's the CEO of Ipsos Polling. He's also the author uh, with John Ibbotson of Empty Planet. Daryl, thank you very much for the time. And uh, can you remember another moment, snapshot, in our parliamentary, contemporary parliamentary history that would equal this past week? I think the only thing that comes close uh, was when uh, Sheila Fraser, the attorney general, uh, came out uh, just just after Paul Martin became the leader of the Liberal Party and announced what she announced about ad scam. And uh, I saw the Liberal Party at that time lose about 12 points in the space of three days. Um, so uh, I think what happened uh, this week is on par with that. But the interesting thing uh, that happened this time as opposed to around ad scam was nobody was ever really claiming at that time that the Prime Minister himself had done something that was inappropriate. Things did not go to that uh, that level of the government that this one seems to have gone to. And in that instance, we were talking about money being misappropriated in some instances in criminal ways. In this instance, what we're talking about is allegations that somebody actually crossed that one red line we seem to have in politics, which is that politicians do not interfere in uh, the criminal justice system. And uh, that's what seems to have happened in this case, or at least has been alleged by, uh, until we come up with a better term, the former attorney general. Yeah. Uh, I am going to be dealing with the issue of obstruct justice with a lawyer tomorrow on tomorrow's program. But one of the, it just seems to me that had Jody Wilson-Raybould not interceded the way she did or refused to, uh, to, to change her, I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. If she had, uh, if she hadn't re- refused to make changes, if she had interceded with the prosecutors, there might have been a very strong case for obstruct justice. Well, you know, I don't know the legal implications of this, but uh, certainly I think the degree to which this has attracted as much attention as it has, uh, people are looking at um, what happened in Ottawa as being. Uh, really uh, uh, concerning about the way that the political system has been operating, but also the human aspects of uh, a prime minister who stood for a very specific series of things that related to uh, how what his values were supposed to be, for example, towards uh, the Aboriginal community, towards women, uh, towards how the type of government that he was going to be running. And all of this, uh, at least as it's been presented to date, seems to run contrary to all of those values that were supposed to be so fundamental to him. So uh, th- this has been uh, um, a, a very difficult time, I would say, for the Liberals, and even potentially even more difficult than the, the trip to India, which in terms of public opinion was disastrous for them. Yeah, and this one's ongoing. This this one isn't uh, isn't shape itself out in a, in a period of a week. This one is going to is going. It's like a fire. It's going to feed on any oxygen that it, it receives. Daryl, what, what's, what's the primary, what do you think the primary takeaway is going to be for Canadians who are 
obviously increasingly becoming interested and uh, and involved with the story. Well, I think the first thing is whether or not the prime minister is living up to the values that he said um, that he, he he put on display when uh, when and asked Canadians to consider during the last election campaign. So that's going to be a problem. Uh, the illegality of what potentially happened in this circumstance, whether it was illegal or inappropriate, I mean, that's for a lawyer to determine. But there is, as I said before, that red line that you don't cross as a politician. I think most people are aware of it, that politicians aren't supposed to intervene in the judicial process. So Mm -hmm. I think that that's going to be a bit of an issue. But also this ongoing inability to seem to settle on what they want to tell Canadians about what happened. Uh, the, the, the story seems to change every couple of days. Most of the communication is coming out of the mouth of the Prime Minister himself, so this is clearly sticking to him. The other interesting part of this, of course, is that that's exactly where um, uh, the former Attorney General decided to lay blame. So while she was communicating about a series of other people from the government that were putting pressure on her, it was very clear in her testimony that she was saying this was coming directly from the Prime Minister. So. This is not something that you can kind of push off on officials or push off on, uh, you know, people who are distant. This has gone directly to the prime minister himself. And as a result of that, as the leader of the country, it's raised some questions about uh, exactly what his future is going to be. Uh, Can you stay with us a bit longer? Sure. Okay, let me take a break. We'll come back with Daryl Bricker, the CEO of Ipsos Polling. Daryl, let me put three questions together, if I can, please. Um, if Justin Trudeau has lost supporters this past week who were on the margins, are they gone for good potentially? Does Andrew Scheer inevitably gain what Trudeau loses? And does the NDP profit at all from Jody Wilson-Raybould's testimony? Well, I think that those are all three very good questions. What's happened over the space of the last two weeks is it's like somebody took a chessboard and threw it in the air and all the pieces are still settling down. So it's a little difficult to say beyond people being concerned and watching what's going on, what the political implications will be. So far in the short term, uh, at least in our polling, what we're showing is that it's the Conservatives are steadily pulling ahead of the Liberal Party. And uh, by the way, it was already a pretty close race prior to any of this happening. So none of this has given uh, any momentum to the, uh, the Liberal Party whatsoever. In fact, it's, it's been like uh, they're you know, standing uh, on some thin ice with an anvil in their hands, and they're just they're going through the ice right now. Now, they've got uh, six months uh, prior to the next election campaign, or slightly longer than that. So if they've got a good story and they've got good uh, justification for doing what they did and they have some good counters to what uh, um, uh, um, the former attorney general has said, Uh, They've got some time to get that information out there and to turn things around. Events can always happen uh, in the interim period. Uh, You know, big global issues or something else could happen that could distract people away from this. But unless those kinds of things happen, which, by the way, are not in the control of the government to a large degree, uh, this is going to dog them all the way through to the election campaign. And governments that are dogged by this kind of thing have a very hard time of actually convincing Canadians that they, they need another term. And then lurking as well is the Admiral Mark Norman story. Yeah, and it's the problem with that, of course, is it also goes back into that area of 
potentially, at least as being alleged by the uh, the defense counsel for, for Admiral Norman, that somehow the government found a way to uh, um, uh, intervene in the, the process that was related to the criminal prosecution of, of the admiral. Uh, you know, it, it kind of adds up into a, a, a complementary storyline that goes along with the, the bigger one that relates to SNC-Lavalin. So there's a bit of a branding issue here, obviously, for people looking at the uh, federal liberal government and, the, and that, that they've been using their, their power to intervene in somehow in the process of the administration of justice. At least that's the allegation. If they've got uh, evidence that's contrary to that, I suspect over the next couple of weeks we'll hear it. But so far, the prime minister has done nothing. Uh, to quell uh, the, the problems that, he's ha- that he has. In fact, every time he seems to stand in front of the cameras, he makes it worse. He does, doesn't he? It, it, just, it just seems that way. Look, he looks uncomfortable, and it looks as though he's trying to work his way out of a situation instead of having a message and delivering it and then getting off camera. What are, what, what are the issues? What is most significant to you? What's the question, Daryl, based on all of your experience, not only in this country with politics, but, but you're familiar with global politics. What's the, what's the issue? What's the question you want answered most? Well, uh, from the prime minister, it, it did what is, is alleged to have happened actually happen? Now, I know uh, the government has basically said already, I mean, this is the funny thing, you know, Jerry Butts is going to testify and all the rest of it. They basically said what they have. They, they basically said, yeah, we did it, but we were justified in doing it mm-hmm. for two reasons. She didn't understand that it's, it's perfectly legal for us to do this, which is their interpretation. And the second thing is that the jobs at SNC-Lavalin were so important that we had to act aggressively. And she wasn't on side, and that created a problem for us. Therefore, we were justified in doing anything, everything that we had to do. All the rest is details. That's basically what their position is, and I expect that that's what you're going to hear from anybody, anybody who testifies before the committee. In fact, uh, uh, the clerk of the Privy Council already basically communicated that message. So that's what they have. If that's what they have, it's going to be a very tough time for any witnesses that appear before the uh, before the committee, uh, because that's not going to work. No, and those those witnesses will be quizzed pretty hard by the conservatives and by the NDP. Yeah, and and not only that, by uh, the journalists. I mean, the the interesting thing that we've seen over the space of the last while is uh, you know basically what uh, people have alleged has been a pretty soft crowd on the in the Ottawa press gallery towards the uh, the Liberal government. They've turned on them in a frenzy. And so not only are they going to be taking things in the committee, which, by the way, it's not like it's in you know, back doors. It's on camera. People can watch it for themselves. They can see these individuals, and they can evaluate their credibility based on their body language and how they look and everything else, which, by the way, uh, the former attorney general owned. Oh, yeah. She was on the stand. She oh, was yes. very, very solid. Uh, so people can see it for themselves. But it's also uh, you know, going to play out over the space of this next while in the, the sort of the antiseptic light of both journalists doing their jobs, but people being able to look at this on their own and make a determination. So if they've got a really good case, if they've got some really good reasoning, they're going to have all eyes upon them. It's their time to make it. Yeah. Daryl, thank you so much for the time. It's always a pleasure to speak with you. And uh, you know what's going on. You have the finger on the pulse of what Canadians are saying and thinking. Appreciate the time again. Thanks, Ray. Daryl Bricker, the CEO of Ipsos Polling. He's the author of Empty Planet, co-author with John Ibbotson. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. 
And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.